bad and the guilty is recorded live with the men and women of law enforcement. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Now, here's your host, Iredell County Sheriff, Darren Campbell. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Goodness gracious, seems like we've been gone now for, what, like six months, but really it's only been about two weeks, Bill. Yes, sir. Glad to be back. Glad to have you here, Joe. I'm so happy you guys are back. Well, love we got all your cards, how intro. you missed us and stuff. Man. So. This is going to be fun. Hey, this is going to be, be fun. fun. Hey, yeah. let's let's get the little things out of the way. First off, call us in throughout the radio show. We've got a, a pretty good treat here today. We've got, uh, I'm going to do his introduction here in just a second, but write down the new numbers if you hadn't. It's 844-788-3464. Or to make it easy, 844-STUDIO-4. Four. four. Number four. Just Not four. F-O-R. Just number four. four. Just number, number four. four. So, because we do, and obviously you'll be able to see us on Facebook. You can comment. We'll try to get to the questions. YouTubex, LinkedIn, and WSICnews.com. And uh, we've got a lot to cover. And I think probably before I introduce a guest, and if y'all are looking, it's probably you're going to see the man, the myth, the legend here to this side, because I know it shows up opposite on the camera, is... <laughs> Sheriff Sam Page of Rockingham County, and Sam, I'm glad you've been a mentor to me, and I don't want to, I don't want to swell your head much because it won't all fit in. But for 26 years now as a sheriff of Rockingham, and ever since I was a young officer, I've knew you, and you're sort of a legend and leading the way, and sort of what we'll talk a little bit today about the uh, National Sheriffs Association, the conference we went to, and a lot of stuff we heard from Border, and a lot on Israel and Hamas. So. Hey, say a word. I'm glad to have you here. I'm glad to be here. Um, I was a little bit late. I got I got turned around and I, I called Darren. I said, uh, Sheriff, I said, I'm coming up to the radio station, but I, you want to go by the sheriff's office? Sure. So, so he, I said, I got it. I'll Google it. So I was, <laughs> heading, I was heading down to the 77 to Morrisville. Yeah, he said. I said, yeah, we do have one down there. I said, but you need to come around and, and come back north on seventy seven, come to Statesville. So yeah, that's right. But, but it was a, it here. was it was a good trip, and and I like your interstate. <laughs> It's, it, it, it'll get busier. The the further south you go, the lot worse it gets. And you've seen all the construction here. Of course, yes, everybody has now for about five years. Yeah. So uh, it's a, uh, I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you uh, got an opportunity to come. And we'll get into it a little bit later. But everybody says, where do I know that name? Where, what, where does that ring a bell? Not only the man, the myth, the legend, but also former president of our state association, sort of position yes, I'm in now. But more importantly, you're running for lieutenant governor. I am. I am. And I think that's a that's – a, I've heard a lot of great things about having somebody from your perspective and your experience and your – Commitment to serving the public, as you have your whole your whole life. I really my guess because you're, you're a veteran entire, too. Yes, I st- my my service time. I started in 1975 in Air Force law enforcement, and I've continued in my adult life uh, in public safety um, all the way through for 40 plus years. Well, I know we'll get to a little bit when we was the national sheriffs. I know Sam don't mind speaking his piece and some of the problems we're seeing here. You're mm-hmm. seeing in Rockingham, and we've we've sort of been talking border stuff for a you know several years now. We've seen it coming, but. I think Bill's got a few press releases. We'll get those out for first break because one of the ones, and I'll just lead off with it, Bill, is we just got a guy yesterday hauling over 50 pounds of marijuana, high-grade marijuana. Yes, sir. He overstayed a work visa. He's from Cuba, totally yes, illegal in the country, hauling drugs up and down the road. And at, since new, two, So he was here before that, mm-hmm. the 2019 is work visa, and he just didn't show up. I mean, I know they're supposed to, and I know that's what – Oh, they promise they will. They promise they will, you know. Oh, absolutely. Well, if you think back on 9-11, you had 19 terrorist uh, persons who were in our country on, on school visas. Mm. And uh, they overstayed their visas, all 19. And you know what, what they did and created on, uh, on 9-11. They took well, a lot of our lives for our American citizens. They do. And, you know, we was just up there this weekend. We was actually talking about the Pentagon and things. And uh, 
you know, the thing is, we t- we talk a lot about border here, Sam. We do, and uh, the reason is it has such a nexus to other crimes that we're seeing, and a lot of agencies in the state don't understand that we are we are a we're, we're a border state. I mean, it was clear in D.C. that we are a border state. I hate to say it, not geographically, but we are from what we're seeing. Fourteen years ago, I made my first trip to the border because as, as a sheriff, uh, the president of the Sheriff's Association in 2010, I wanted to go out there and see for myself what was going on. I paid my own way. I embedded with the uh, Pinell County Sheriff's Office for a week and just spent some time with those guys in the areas where they have trafficking, human trafficking, drug trafficking. And I, and I made the statement then, if we fail to secure our borders, every sheriff in America will become a border sheriff. Well, by goodness, we're there now. We knew it. You know, we, you, we saw it coming. We did, and we sent you talking about Patan. We was out there with Mark Lamb, and this talking about this border. We just happened to be in D.C. when the border bill hit. They said we couldn't handle two thousand, and they're talking about letting five thousand in a day. And the, these are not just people that want to come. These are not the people. And we'll get in a little bit of the uh, the Hamas video we seen, and uh, you know what happened in Israel on October seventh. You know, mm-hmm. those are the same type things we're seeing in some of the numbers that we've seen cross our borders, especially through Canada, seven hundred percent increase. Just through the Canadian border, but yes, sir. Bill, you want to hit? I know we've got it. We'll hit at least uh, hit some. We'll of the hit main the good ones. ones. We'll hit the good ones. We'll hit yes, the good absolutely. ones. Yes, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, yesterday, as Sheriff Campbell was speaking, uh, we arrested Mr. Yasmani Varlea Portella uh, of Miami, Florida, a 35-year-old Cuban uh, national. Uh, he was stopped on Interstate 77 southbound near mile marker 59 here in Ardo County. Uh, canine Brandy was was called to come and assist in the stop after. Uh, Mr. Portella's story just didn't really make sense. So uh, Brandy came. Brandy indicated on the vehicle. Uh, a search of the vehicle resulted in a uh, seizure of 55 pounds of, as Sheriff Campbell described, high-grade marijuana. <clears throat> he uh, was arrested on scene without incident, uh, taken to the Ardell County Detention Center, uh, where he uh, was put under a $150,000 bond. Then, as he was being processed into our facility, as all of our arrestees do, not just folks from Latin America or other countries, uh, as everyone is processed, uh, Sheriff, that's something you may want to talk about later on as well, uh, it was determined that he was a Cuban national, uh, his visa had expired, and he was here in the country illegally. So he was arrested and issued, we, we contacted Homeland Security out of Charlotte, uh, or the Greensboro office, and uh, had a detainer placed on him, so he is still in our custody. On Monday, February 5th, uh, one of our officers <laughs> doing his job was headed to Troutman uh, there on Shelton Avenue, and a car ran a uh, stop sign and almost uh, sideswiped our officer. Our officer went to stop the vehicle. Uh, the vehicle fled at a high rate of speed. Uh, the driver, as he was trying to drive away from our officers, was throwing literally bags of drugs out the window. Uh, the chase pursued, and we got him stopped <laughs> Sheriff, you can't We're make this up. We're going to scare Sam. He's Sh- looking Sheriff shaking Page, his head. I'm sorry, sir. You can't make this up. Uh, we, we got the vehicle stopped. Identified the driver as Ricky uh, uh, Del Renzo Taylor of uh, 152 Riverfield Road here in Statesville. A uh, total combined seizure of um, drugs was 73.39 grams of cocaine, 12 dosage units of uh, bupropenorphine, and a Taurus 9mm handgun were seized. Taylor was taken to the Arnold County Detention Center where he was charged with a myriad of felony drug charges. Uh, he appeared before <clears throat> Magistrate Nethkin, who issued him no bond because he was currently out on, already out on charges and is on probation for, I know y'all going to find this hard to believe, felony armed robbery and felony kidnapping. Sam, Sheriff Campbell, take it away. You know what, one minute. And, and Sam, I'm sure you do not have problems with uh, career repeat offenders in Rockingham County. You know, um, 
We do. We do. Uh, yeah, now I'm gonna tell you something. Now, you're, you're talking. On, you're talking on persons from other countries. If you if you look at your numbers and you start tracking, you'll see that you see a lot of people have been in our jail facilities Absolutely. before across North Carolina, and have ended up messing up and coming back, getting arrested and coming back into our facilities. And we, it's, it's a never-ending cycle, and not just them. I mean, it's also the ones that uh, it's also the ones that we see committing the regular crime in our communities. And now, you know, we there again, we've been talking that for a, a long time in Iowa about you know let's watch our career repeat offenders. Well, not watch them, but make sure they're committing most of our crime and take a stand against them. Well, listen, Joe, I guess that's our music, so we need to take a break. We'll be back in about two minutes, and uh, we'll finish up the press release and get on Sam Page. go anywhere. We'll have more of the good, the bad, and the guilty coming up right after these messages on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Local starts here. The good, the bad, and the guilty continues now. Here's your host, Iredell County Sheriff Darren Campbell on 1059 100.7 WSIC. I love your music, your choice of music. Hey Sam, you must be a hit. We've already got a caller, so we're going we're going to hit. So everybody got the the new number, so we've got a caller. So if you'll put them through, Joe, we'll are they on? Hello, you're on with uh, the good, the bad, and the guilty. How can we help you? Yeah, hey, I was just wanting to ask since we got two representatives there about uh, Gary McFadden down there, in Mecklenburg County. You know, when he catches these illegal aliens, he he buys them dinner and gives them a cell phone, turns them loose. Well, I'll tell you this. I don't know what how they handle it in the jail, but I will tell you this, that immigration detainers are up to the sheriffs to honor them. Here in Idle, we've always made, and I, I'm sort of going to speak for Sam, too, but he can key in, but we have always, very illegal, we'll hold them with the detainers. It's up to the feds to come get them, but we do not here give them phones, uh, nothing, no TVs, no iPads, nothing until the federal government comes and gets them. If they're illegal, we do honor detainers. As do I think probably ninety nine percent. Well, ninety five percent of the sheriffs across the state is probably where I would be at. But Sheriff Page, you well, want to hit that, sir? I'm just going to tell you something. Yeah. About, do you know what a detainer is, sir? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good. All right. Well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I'll just I relate this in Rockingham County. Our population is ninety two thousand. Uh, I checked our numbers on uh, in in two thousand ten. We first started the Secure Communities Program, and we began uh, honoring the detainers, understanding what was going on with that because we saw the importance. Um, about 48% of the people, up until not 2021, about 48% of the people that came in our jail that were criminally charged, that were illegally in our country, okay? About 48% had a detainer right. issued on them. They had a detainer issued. Currently, right now, as uh, as since since 2021, we're about somewhere between 1% and 2%. So, basically, the uh, ICE is not issuing as many detainers, apparently, yep. as they used to. And I think probably if you look across the state and across the nation, that's probably a trend you're seeing. Uh, now we we honored federal detainers a majority like you just said yes. probably probably ninety last time I polled it was about ninety four percent of the sheriffs did that but the thing about it is the best way to make your community safe is to remove the criminal element from your community and if it's dealing with a person that's illegally in a country that committed a crime they need to be dealt with uh, through the process for the criminal procedure and at the appropriate time they need to be I, mixed uh, matched up with ICE and removed from the country that's the way to make America safer. And you have to have secure borders. And that's another issue we'll talk about. Well, and he said one thing in answer to your question, caller. You know, remember the sheriff's elected by his 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 citizens. So that's not something that we 
as an association or as an individual, unless I'm a resident of Mecklenburg. Each sheriff, re- each sheriff, yeah. you know, he, he follows, you know, he ha- he has the ability to honor the fellow retainers, but he doesn't have to by law. But, you know, right. I believe, and Daryl, you believe. Well, and, yeah. Here. Yeah, well, we run into well, we run into problems. Is that they, they turn them loose in Mecklenburg County and they come up hired and commit crimes, and then once Darren gets them, he takes care of them. Well, thank you, and we do try. And I've always said to him, on, and we hey, you hear the press releases, and I make no apologies about it. We're going to arrest them if they're committing crime here, and uh, you know, I will say this, and Sam sort of had part in this. There was a bill, and I believe it's still on major through short session. Basically, sheriffs to cooperate with immigration customs enforcement, that, and that was a good bill. That's correct. Was that it's association supported? I don't know if it's House Bill or Senate Bill Ten. I can't remember, but it, but it was. It's it's been pending since September of last year. Okay, and and that bill should have already been passed. Yeah, it would require sheriffs to honor federal detainers and to cooperate with ICE. Uh, which we should be doing. We, should, we shouldn't have to have a bill, but I understand the position. So a little bit about the association. Well, that's the, that's, the, whole, that's yep. the whole purpose of having ICE. Yeah. But remember you know? this also. We have seen since Joe Biden, I'm not making no difference. This is the administration. Used to, we could get six. If we got them, we would have people come, the federal government come pick them up. Now, they we can issue the detainers, but if they do not come get them, then we have a problem, and that has really, and that's the administration in D.C. After forty-eight hours, uh, if they don't pick them up, then we have to. Then we, by law, we have to. Yeah, we don't have nothing, and that that is sad. And you're right. Look at California. Look at Arizona. Look at well. Look at the crime here. Look at New York City. You New had City. you had two officers. They were outside a shelter uh, where uh, where the uh, alias were at. You remember yeah, they, they saw got, they got beat up. That's and, right. And where did they once? And they once they got out of jail. Uh, they were released out of jail on the bond, their bond procedure up in New York City, and then they ended up where? Darren, where did they end up? They ended up getting them towards California, Arizona. But don't forget, they, I think they had to come back to get their gift card, their fifty-three million dollar <laughs> gift cards. But probably shouldn't have and, said that. If you it, hadn't read the news, that's a new program in New York. And you forgot the cell phone. And the cell phone. So, hey, caller, I hope we asked well, you a we, question. We, we appreciate we 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 appreciate the sheriff's association, and uh, you know, it's a good thing for everybody to join, stay informed. Well, thank you, and I hope this thank show you, helps. Sir. That's the reason I brought Sam on here today, not just as a, sh- a sheriff, but also as a good friend. So, hey, we appreciate the call. Yes, sir. Have a good day. Yes, sir. You too. Bill, I think we got to co- we got to give Danny Williams a little retired after 50 years of service, and we'll be real quick. And Danny, come into the first 20-year-old sworn at State's Police Department, end up his long career, and actually was able to get 50 years of service in law enforcement, which is unheard of. Yeah, you had a, a great ceremony for Danny last Thursday, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, he was he's as you as you're on record as saying he's a deputy's deputy or an officer's officer. Danny was just one of those once in a lifetime kind of people people who had, as you said, fifty years of sworn law enforcement from you know experience. Go I'm ahead, messing Joe. you up throwing them signs. Everybody's on TV. I'm saying call so because you can't see the little thing. So we do have a caller, Joe. Hello, caller. You're on with the good, the bad, and the guilty. Hi, this is Annie Dance, AnnieDance.Substack.com. Cops in Congress is my newsletter. I'm curious, uh, it's a crowded primary, so why should a voter choose you, Sheriff Page? Thanks. I, pre- I appreciate you asking, ma'am. Uh, 
you know, I decided to run uh, for lieutenant governor, and I base that I base that on my years of training and experience from the military and law enforcement all the way through. And law enforcement, I've got more than forty years experience and uh, training experience, and also and exp problem solving ability working uh, as a sheriff. And you know, I'm in my twenty sixth year, but I, I think I bring a lot to the table. And I, I'm running because I want to make a difference. And I think I've been successful, very successful in Rockingham County. And I'd like to bring that that work and that work ethic to the uh, governor's office. Excuse me, lieutenant governor's office. Well, that might be my second question. Are you planning to run for governor someday if you should arise to the lieutenant governor role? Well, let me just say this is I know a lot of times persons uh, don't run just run for lieutenant governor to be governor. But but I also believe that, you know, you you one step at a time. And, I you know, I believe that I can make a difference. I believe that I can be uh, a great support uh, in the, from the legislative side to work with the legislature as the president of the Senate, but also uh, an influencing good legislation and I, my focus is on public safety and education but i also believe i can be a big asset to our to our governor who's serving and also to our attorney general based on my background and experience in public safety but you, you never know that where, where that'll take you we sure appreciate your call thank you ma'am you know sam i didn't want to listen i will follow up think about 26 years as sheriff so you've done something right in rockingham People trust you. They think, like you. I think they like me. And and, I, and when I tell you, you work hard. Um, I've committed my my life to public service. And 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 again, I always try to do my best. You've done a good job, and nobody's going to outwork you. I guarantee you that. And you know, just Sheriff Page and obviously Sheriff Campbell coming at it just from a slightly different perspective. You to where you you gentlemen and people, especially in your positions, why and 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 how you can run for a higher office is because you're running a corporation of how many million-dollar budget is your agency? Our, our agency is, a, is a roughly about a $17 million uh, operation. I, you know, I have my commanders, but roughly a $17 million operation uh, affecting public safety, and which includes our jail service. So, so you're a CEO of a corporation, basically. You work with and for other elected officials. Mm -hmm. So you have the abilities, and Sheriff Campbell, I, I know you're working with the county commissioners, you work with the county manager, Sheriff Page, you're the same way. So you know how to build relationships, you know how to work with folks, yeah. collaboration. And it's obviously that you have a heart, both of you gentlemen have a heart for your communities because you're on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365. You give your hearts and souls to your communities. So it's not like you're just... Oh, I think I'll do this to get a little more authority because <laughs> you're already there. Yeah. So, as a voter for both of you gentlemen, uh, you know, I think that's why you should either receive those positions and be elected to get into those positions. Well, it's 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 been truly been an honor. I've had a lot of great opportunities, and you're right, you have those collaborations. But I also had the opportunity to work at the local government, working with them, working at the state through the North Carolina Sheriffs Association exactly. on public safety policy. But I've also had the opportunity to work with President Trump and the Trump administration and the staff on policy issues supporting their policies that help to protect America and the American people. So I've got the you know the big picture perspective all the mm -hmm. way to the local level. So exactly. it's, it's been great and some great opportunities. And it's, it's been kind of neat just from where I'm sitting, of course, getting to travel with, with Sheriff Campbell and meeting you through, through Sheriff Campbell, but just to kind of get to be around you guys, especially this weekend. Listeners, I'm telling you, if you want to see two men that work literally 24 hours a day, watch, be with these gentlemen, go out to dinner with them. 
literally both of them, their phones are ringing, they're sending emails, they're sending text messages, they got <laughs> constituents. <laughs> you know, yeah. here, here we are in Washington, D.C., but they're getting calls from people at home, they're getting calls from, from the sheriff's offices that they supervise, they're getting calls from other, you know, legislative leaders in Washington wanting to know their opinions on things. I'm telling you, the the job is never ending, and they both do it with grace and class and style and make it look just seamless. Great opportunities. Uh, I run two cell phones right now. I'll be, as a lieutenant governor, I would take home go from ninety two thousand to ten and a half million uh, citizens told to me serve. He's about to get another phone. I'm about to get a third phone. Here. Oh lord! <laughs> well, and, and a you, backpack. And you know, sheriff, it, it's it's also the fact you know there's a lot of legislative just from the president association, which I'm seeing now. You know, Eddie, our 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 president, another guy, our executive vice president, our council, and all that. And we have to work with the legislators so much. Both sides. You can't just work one side. We've got to work. There, right. There's retirement bills. There are officers. There's purchase permitting bills. There's a lot of stuff. Then just like we did, and we'll hit, I think we got to take a break here in about a minute. But I want to come back and hit a little bit about on the national side because the networks that you form, and you've got a lot, and I'll say a lot more years than I do, just poke a car and say, <laughs> I call that 1975 a few, Air Force. A few, a few more. <laughs> but but I'm saying yeah. the people may wonder, hey, how's a sheriff do this? And it's because the networks you've got, the General Assembly experience you've got, managing 100 sheriffs as a president in the association, being on the executive vice president. We, we served together on Secure Our Border Bill Committee in, uh, in, uh, in Washington with the national. But that's a big thing that impacts us. And we gonna, when we start talking a little bit about these numbers, what we've seen from uh, you know what happened on October 7th and how that's coming across our border we know that that's right and it's coming here so we will be back in a probably about two minutes two and a half minutes i think joe something like that three minutes and we'll be back and we'll get into it anywhere we'll have more of the good the bad and the guilty coming up right after these messages on 1059 100.7 wsic local starts here now back to more of the good the bad and the guilty with iredell county sheriff darren campbell on 1059 100.7 wsic Good afternoon, listeners, and thank you so much for tuning in, taking your time to tune in today to The Good, The Bad, and The Guilty. I'm here with Ardell County Sheriff Darren Campbell and with a good friend of mine and Rockingham County Sheriff Sam Page. So, uh, Sheriff Campbell, Sheriff Page, uh, been with you gentlemen for the last several days up in Washington, D.C. at the National Sheriff's Association. And, Sheriff Campbell, you sit as a member on the Border Security Committee mm-hmm. and... Um, just, you know, most of the time I, I say I go to Washington and, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be there and I'm, I'm happy to learn all the information. I was happy to be there this time, but I'm telling you, and listeners, if, if, if you're out there, this is the portion of the show you want to hear so you can hear from, from the two horses who know what they're talking about when it comes to border security. Our number is 844-STUDIO-4 or 844-788-3464. Sheriff, I got to be honest with you, I was just a little depressed and a whole lot angry in the Border Security Committee this time. It was. And Sam serves. He's, an, he's another uh, committee member. And there's only there's not that many of us, but several that's got in. It's a lot of work. But one thing, how much sightseeing did you get to do when I took you on your whirlwind tour? Because we uh, rolled in late Saturday. We even. saw zero other than walking to the restaurant one night. <laughs> this, this was an absolute working conference this time, absolutely, without a doubt. 
And Sheriff Page, I'll defer to you because you've been on there longer than I have, as far as on the Border Security Committee. But but we and, and I think really it just has to how it how the border ties back to local law enforcement. So okay, uh, well, basically, you know, I alluded to in the earlier part of the segment is that you know about 14 years ago I made my first trip. You know, when you know President Obama wouldn't go to the border, I paid my own way and, and flew down. You know, because I wanted to do I wanted to get something going here and bring it back to North Carolina. So what I did was I started documenting information, doing some little video clips, and brought that information. Started working with the association to educate the sheriffs about what I saw. And we've got more sheriffs there. Uh, you've been down to the border yes. uh, before too, multiple times. We now know what's coming through our borders areas. You know, whether it's human trafficking, drug trafficking, smuggling or terrorist. I think I can just give you some numbers off the head right here. Last year about 172 persons on the or on the on the terrorist watch list were stopped at the border. But between 2021 and the present anywhere from 800,000 to a million persons have entered our borders and we don't even know who they are who, who perpetrated and went into the went on into the interior of the United States. And here's the thing that worries me. There were 19 terrorists 19 persons that overstayed the visas, terrorists, that took lives on 9-11, took many precious lives on 3,000 lives. But if you said 1% to 5% of those 800,000 or a million persons who got aways have got into the inter interior of the United States, we don't know who they are. If they were hardcore terrorists, what could they do? It's not if, Darren. It's, it's when. when. Director Way told us that, and that's the FBI director. You know, he's he's pretty much hitting. We usually get about a year, maybe even two year head notice on a lot of stuff that we can't talk about on our committee meeting. That's right. But but, but certain things, you think about the numbers, and I was just looking forty five million fentanyl pills. This is just seized in one sector. That's Tucson, and we've been to Tucson sector, which exactly. is the biggest one in Arizona. They don't count Texas. Yeah. Don't count New York or the northern border. You know, I was sitting there looking, $32 million a week is what's being made by the cartels in human trafficking crossing the border. Mm -hmm. we, we, they'll tell us, and you have a lot of groups here, well, human trafficking. We do we do see it. We know it's coming across state. It's at the border. That's There's no use. They don't cultivate that kind of stuff here. It's crossing the border already indentured. Well, to what see, we're seeing. well see, a lot of people, what they see on TV, they say, well, the, you know, we've got, we, you know, Governor Abbott, is putting his resources to park the same thing as highway patrolmen. They're patrolling the rivers. We've been on the rivers on the Rio Grande on their gunboats. Uh, the the um, border patrol, they're cruising, cruising and patrolling everything like this. But at the end of the day, you know who controls the border on just south of the United States? Cartels. The cartel. You do not pass through. You do not come across. It's not the Mexican government. You don't cross that area, the plaza, unless you pay the fee. That's the only way you get to the United States. So you pay the price. To get into the United States, but you go through the cartel. But you know what's sad? It's kind of like the situation, if I can say this, you know, over in the, in the Middle East where we're dealing with the Houthis, you know, they're yeah, attacking yes, the United States. Absolutely. We just lost three American citizens, what, last week? Uh, Amer our soldiers. Well, we're going after these the proxies when we need to be going after Iran. In this situation right here, we're going after the people when they get into the United States, uh, the drug dealers, which we got to do, and the criminals. But we, we're not doing that to the cartel. We need to be dealing with the cartel just like we dealt with in Colombia back in the 80s and 90s. Well, and I don't think a lot of people understand the, the, the age and the difference. I mean, you're getting 136, I think it's 136 different countries and nationals that's crossing our border. Some of the ones that are getting in, these are assassins. These are cartel employees that's 12 years old. And the one we watched that was going down to pick up, because they're recruiting through TikTok yeah. for oh, yeah. younger people. Young people. Was from North Carolina mm -hmm. in yeah. a car chase. I saw, I saw on that video, I mean, the, he, the kid is, they're getting a lot of these young people to drive and pick up, pick up either deliveries of people or drugs. 
But you're right. They're 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 going through social media. <clears throat> well, and it's the way. And we and we 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 talk. We spoke about this before. The type of people, you know, Russians, everything, Russians, Chinese, Chinese, Koreans, and we're seeing it. And we did. And you know, it's a graphic video. Everybody's heard about the uh, the Senate the Senate committees that got to see the video from the October seventh. Invasion of Israel, and we actually had Israeli intelligence there. Bill was there. Mm-hmm. You know, we we were allowed to see that video. And Sam, you were there. You it's sat, horrible. You sat in front of me with that hat on, but anyway, you did take your cowboy. <laughs> I out. had my cowboy hat on. But Mark Lamb and I sat back, yeah. and we were sort of on the back row. And uh, you know, Israeli intelligence come in. You're not allowed to carry a smartphone, a watch, or anything can't, can be can't recorded. video any of this. The thing that got me from our perspective that we don't see is the training. This was not a fly-by-night. I mean, it was a terrorist organization. These were prepared. Muzzle control, Bill. We see that in tactical training. Sam, you've seen their fingers. We know that. This was done with satellite communication. This was done directly as an assault they, they, on Israel, they, and the same ones is crossing our border. We know that those are coming in. The coordinated effort, land, air, sea, yes. they attacked in multiple ways, came through the border, but they've been building up for a while. You know, Hamas came, uh, came became in power, yes. I think, around 2008 in, in Gaza and basically took kind of took over the government. But when they did their attack, what got me the most is when they came to the border, they started taking lives and shooting and killing innocent people, non-combatants. And, uh, you know, you know, I told you, these two little boys with their daddy. We seen with a grenade, yeah. They, 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 they hid when they heard the gunfire in the neighborhood, the development, the housing development. And when they, they hid in the building, and one of the terrorists threw a, 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 a it was a, basically a, a, a grenade and, yeah. and threw it in there, and it detonated and killed their dad. And then uh, when he brought them back in the house, and they were sitting there crying and all upset and, and been injured, the, the terrorists walked in and went to the refrigerator and turned up and, dr- and drunk a Coca-Cola. And threw like it on it was, the floor. Threw it on the floor like no big deal. You know, and we, we talk about this, and, and, and I've said this numerous times, Sam, in here talking, you know, we don't think of it being here in our little area that we're seeing, we're seeing, and I'm telling you, we may not see the crime and we, because we are, just like this, we're being very proactive about it, but we do have Sinaloa Cartel. We do have the New Generation Cartel. At least the New Generation Cartel, yeah. It, MS-13 for years. You know, Mark, you know Mark Hager with uh, Yak and Valley. I Keyboard. know Mark, yes. Mark's done a lot of documenting on it years through years. Research. And, and we've seen this, and now we're very, and I, I'm listening to some of them sheriffs. I think Bill's Michigan, some of them saying 200% increases mm-hmm. in violent crime, and all of, they don't know how to track the people. Well, remember this. We're being we're being infiltrated, and the sad thing is uh, this infiltration being allowed the current situation, the current administration is being complicit with human smuggling and drug smuggling because they're not doing the obvious to secure and protect America, starting at our borders, north, south, east, west, 325 international ports of entry. We've got to protect our country, starting at our borders. And we're being infiltrated. It is, again, it's not, it's not if we're going to get hit. It's, it's when. when. And, we know, and we know it's coming. Sheriff, well, if, if, if I could just piggyback on that, some of the takeaways that I found – uh, remarkable from this meeting was obviously the the, the 45 minutes of that video. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, you'll never unsee that. And if Americans don't believe that there are people in this country currently and people coming across this border that aim to want to hurt our, to hurt us and kill us, we better wake up. Secondly, when we received the information about how we have law enforcement agencies here traveling to Israel, that's right. They're doing to that. look at the tunnels that Hamas these butchers used to infiltrate Israel and kill these poor innocent people, those tunnels 
look an awful lot, Sheriff Page. Well, like the ones we got down along the, our border, the the where they're bringing in dope yes, that's and right. they're bringing in guns and they're smuggling people. If it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. The same people that are building these tunnels in Israel are the same people that are in bed through international criminal syndicates with the cartels in South Amer- in, in Mexico and South America to build the tunnels to infiltrate into this country. 9-11 should have been a wake-up call. Never again. We should never forget. And now. Well, it, uh, it's, it's funny you said that, sir, because my next line was, and, and the gentleman that said it, and, and I, I nudged the sheriff, I nudged Sheriff Campbell when, when I heard it. He said, you know, in our country, when we talk about 9-11, we say never forget. He said in Israel, yeah. when they talk about October 7th, their philosophy is never again. Exactly. That's a dynamic mental yeah. shift that yeah. we have to get our heads around in this country to be prepared to prevent an attack like we witnessed on this video that occurred in Israel. And Sam, I think the Israeli intelligence, they were telling us, they were saying, listen, we're, we're, we're not showing this video to... To 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 well, that's not the right word to brag. We want to show you what can happen. Whenever at the end, when they said if there's any, and I remember the Israeli guy, and he's got like 32 years experience. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been in all sorts of stuff. He goes, if you have any questions, well, somebody did ask a good question. They hand him a microphone. Did you see what he done? Turned the microphone, laid it down on the stage, and never spoke. We we seen that in the meeting. Mm-hmm. That Bill sort of said that's the way because they're trying. I think they're trying to give us heads up. Listen, this is happening to you. It, it's ladies and gentlemen. If you're, uh, I don't know how many people listen. It's coming, and we have to prepare, and we have to protect our families, and we have to protect our country. But we better be aware it can happen in America just like it happened in Israel. Yeah, we're gonna hit a little bit about the, the crime we see and how close we are to the border with cartels and things like that and the fentanyl. Hey, we'll be back in about a minute. Well, about two and a half minutes. And we'll see you and we'll finish this conversation. Keep it right here. The Good, the Bad, and the Guilty with Iredell County Sheriff Darren Campbell will return after this short break on 1059-100.7 WSIC. The Good, the Bad, and the Guilty continues now. Here's your host, Iredell County Sheriff Darren Campbell, on 1059 100.7 WSIC. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in and staying tuned with us today, The Good, the Bad, the Guilty, here on <clears throat> here on, our, on your, your radio station. Uh, if you want to give us a call, and we, I'm sorry, Joe, I, my mind just left me, brother. Joe I'm, had us trained, and now we're sort of I'm changed. trying to it's read gonna take and look a at cue, uh, You it's showed me cue cards, minute. but uh, enough of my babble. We do have a caller online, and if you wish to call in, speak to Sheriff Campbell or, or um, Sheriff Page, that's uh, 844-788-3464 or 844-STUDIO-4. Caller, are you there? Yes, sir. Go ahead. You with Sheriff Campbell and Sheriff Page, sir. Hello. Good afternoon, lawman. I just wanted to comment on you, Bill, making the comment about the dangers of uh, the people that are coming across the border down there. All our states in the union have become the border now because of the the Title 42 expiring last year and not reinstating it. I don't know that it will get reinstated until we get somebody up there in Washington, D.C. that wants to do that. Um, And it's always been a people problem that we've got, and it always will be. Um, but a lot of people need to realize, look, just get a map out, look at the United States. A country is a smaller country as opposed to some of the other countries in the world. Yep. And we're getting overcrowded. And 
that causes a problem. It's just like a bouncer in the bar. When the bar gets too crowded, it makes his job more difficult to to um, apprehend and handle things. And that's what we've got going on. And my hats are off to you guys, the sheriff, and all your deputies, and everybody involved in law enforcement across this state of North Carolina are trying to do the right thing. And there's other states in the union that are trying to do the right thing as well. And until we get people up there in Washington, D.C. that want to do the same thing that we're doing on the local end, we're not going to fix this problem. But it's encouraging, like it always is, that when we got voting that are coming up in March and then voting again in November, we can go to the go to the booth and check someone's name um, and get somebody up there in Washington, D.C. that wants to try to do the right thing to what we're trying to do local. And that's where it starts is local. And then you get national. Um, But until then, we're, you know, we just right now, you just got people up there in Washington, D.C. to just want to talk about things. They don't want to do anything. Well, sir, it's, it's, it's Uh, ironic. It's ironic that you bring, it's ironic that you bring that aspect up and, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to say this one last line and then, Obviously, Sheriff Campbell and Sheriff Page know way more than I do. But we, as part of the border meeting, we sat in with a gentleman who I, I, I won't name, but he was very high up in Border Patrol. And the question was asked, and, and I have him quoted, when, you asked, uh, when asked about how illegal immigration can be stopped, this gentleman said, straight-faced, right in the eyes of all of these sheriffs sitting in the room, says politicians and policymakers do not know or want to believe what is happening at the border. Sooner or later, they will be punched in the nose. So then there was another question, and basically this was his answer. We need a change in the policies. Caller, we appreciate you calling. Uh, I always appreciate it. We'll try to answer these real quick, and then we'll move on a little bit. But uh, we do appreciate you calling and those kind of words. It means a lot, and we appreciate the support. Yep. We'll we'll continue to support you guys. And, um, you know, until I'll do my best to support you all until the day I die. Well, we, Thank you, sir. We Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Have a good we day. Appreciate you. Sam, you know, one thing I was talking about, and he sort of bring a great point. I know you'll get, you know, they say, talking about Abbott's, the, and, well, first of all, I hate that we, we, it seems we talk about the border, but we're trying to educate people what we're seeing yeah. to bring here because we're just 77 North, I-4, I mean, we're we're a day and a half from the border. A day, a day and a half, two days, uh, what's at the border comes here, and I always tell the sheriffs in the early days, they said, well, we have so many thousands or hundreds of thousands of people coming through. I said, yeah, but they don't stay there. They uh-huh. go to other places, and we see, you know, North Carolina, we estimate about a hundred, about 500,000 yeah. illegal aliens living in North Carolina, and, and again... Uh, we don't know who all those persons are, and it's across the country. Well, you heard Arizona sheriffs, and we, well, first of all, Tom Abbott, and if walls don't work, you put up the barbed wire. Do you see where now they're infiltrating over into Arizona because they're going around the, the wall that he's placed? So we've got uh, Mark Daniels, which is down in Cochise County, which is Tombstone. You got Mark Mark uh, Mark Land, which is in Pinal County, and you got Leon Wilmot, which is over in Newmont or in Yuma County. And you wouldn't think the sheriffs from North Carolina, because you know exactly who I'm talking about. We, we're, we're sitting there in these meetings with them, and we're hearing their plight for the last year, year. And, they're, and finally, this was the first year they said, listen, we're getting them. We can't keep up, but they're not staying where we're at. They're coming to where you're at. Exactly. And you mentioned one thing. Uh, a lot of people don't get it, understand about border walls, border barriers. Border barriers are primarily designed to slow down Persons are trying to migrate in. It, it's not. Uh, it can be defeated. Sure, you can go over. You can go mm-hmm. under. But they're designed to slow down to give time for the in, the officers from the border patrol to be able to respond 
to and deal with the persons and try to take those persons into custody. So, the, but the border barriers are just one thing. There's other technologies that are in place, but right now, the, you said it. You said it very well. Is policy right yes. now? If you were to flip the policy and go back to the Title Forty Two Remain in Mexico policy, look at your asylum process right now. Uh, and, and if you want to apply for asylum, you do it in Mexico. If you did that, you would see a change. And also, if persons knew coming up here, if they knew they came here illegally, not through a port of entry like they're supposed to, and they came here illegally trying to go in between the port of entry and they were returned back to their home country, you'd see less people coming. But they know mm -hmm. right now you can go to CBP-1, which is a Border Patrol app, coming on your way yep. and make plans to seek asylum and go to a port of entry and turn yourself in and guarantee a spot. And listen, to be fair, we've asked. The National National Association asked Biden to come several times, come meet with us, you know, far as it never showed up. Don't, the only president that, I, that I've had come to a uh, sheriff's association meeting is when I invited, uh, contacted the White House and said, there are 400 sheriffs over here want to hear That's from the right. president. And President Trump came over, over and hotel. met with us. Sure did, right in the hotel, pulled in the parking deck, and I remember that. Yes, Bill. Sheriff, I, I know in just a few minutes that, that, that we have left, and, and there again, another thing that absolutely took my breath away when the reporter showed us was when he, he traveled with these migrant groups up from the southern border of Mexico, yes. not sure. the United States, but the southern border. Sheriff, please tell our listeners what every female receives from these non-governmental organizations that are allegedly being funded to help these migrants. Yes, and that would be the last. And that was, uh, it's basically, it's crude as it is, a rape kit. Con Can you say that again, sir? It was a rape kit. That's what they give the, the girls okay. as they cross the border because yeah. they know it was condoms and things like that, more natural uh, and with sanitation because, things, and because, because they know what's going to happen with the cartels. The cartel and the coyotes. That that's when they do. They know they're going to be raped and assaulted on their way up. That's right. It's a dangerous trek. We we've, we've got to stop the migration. We've got to slow it and stop it. But if we don't change policies, if this administration refuses to change policies, where are we going to be next year? To I would hate to know where we're going to be at. Sam, before we leave, we've got about five minutes left, and I know that we've talked passionately about this. I know you're passionate as well as all the sheriffs in the state. I cannot think of one that don't understand the problems we're seeing and trying to get the word out. But as lieutenant governor, I know you're passionate. I know this is something you, you will be able to have a say-so on, be able to spread your wings and get something accomplished the best you can. I mean, I understand the role of the lieutenant governor. Tell us exactly what the lieutenant governor does and why you're going to be the best person. And uh, the, the lieutenant governor basically has he works with the legislature as legislative side and the executive side. It's, so it's an interesting job there. President of the Senate and participates in several uh, different uh, commissions. But my priorities will be education and public safety, not not just supporting public safety, but advocating for public safety. And because I love my county, I love my state and I love my country. And I put dedicated my life to protecting and serving. I'll continue doing that, but I want to. I want to make sure that we work it all the way up to the national level when we need to, and but it all starts local. But the thing about it is, until we can change things and policies at the national level, we're going to still have these trouble. But I, I will commit to be working with governors and lieutenant governors, and law enforcement, everybody in between, as I've done as a sheriff. Well, and we've got, I know there's good people running for every office. There is, but I can I can speak on your behalf of there is nobody that's going to work any harder than you and that's going to have the network to at least try to get things done. And uh, you're a well-known name. You're you're definitely known here, and you, you rank right up there with the top sheriffs ever in my book, especially with the association being president. And uh, people don't understand that in this role that you're seeking, not just a sheriff, but you're stepping your game up a little bit. And I hate to give too much credence to the lieutenant governor, but you're – the ability and the stage that you will have 
may be one of those things that we can slow down this invasion, at least get word out, at least from perspective of North Carolina. We've got to be people of action, not talk. And I will take what I've learned as sheriff to the next level. No doubt in my mind. You got another caller? Well, caller, we're on here if you, I think you hit the button, but hey, you're on last few minutes with the good, the bad, and the guilty. I'll take it. I'll try to stay as fast as I can. Yes, ma'am. Also, what you have to focus on is taking away from the citizen criminal work that you can do. And what America needs to understand is there's a level of blatancy going on that requires a level of apathy we need to no longer continue to provide. Yes, ma'am. I sort of. I think you're right. We've got those. We got to help. But I think you're 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 right. You're you're providing the. It's a garden of Eden to come here, I think is basically what she's saying. Charity begins at home. Homeland Security begins at home. Uh, before we start getting so ingrained in helping everybody else's borders, we need to be looking out for our own borders and our own citizens. Well, thanks, Senator. Hey, th- That's the criminal intelligence, and I thank you for your steps that you're taking towards it. Have a great day. Thank you, hey, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am, thank for you, ma'am. the call. Thank you very much. Well, we've got a few minutes left. Bill, Sam, I'll say thank you for coming. Uh, I know you'll be one that you'll give your cell phone or that third cell phone out to everybody because I know you'll answer it no matter what time somebody calls. I love those phone calls. You, that, that's that sheriff training <laughs> to get you there. So, <laughs> yeah. hey, Bill, the last week before we go, we got the last week of our volleyball sign-up right for girls. I think. How many we got? How many girls we think I about? I think we're over 200 easily. That's good. Yeah. So. Yep. I think we're I think we're getting there. And uh, just to let everybody know, <laughs> Friday, February 9th at 5 o'clock. Uh, so if you are interested in having uh, a boy or a girl, a young man or a young lady between the ages of uh, six and, I'm sorry, nine, nine and 15 years old, let's look at the wrong number, uh, please go online, uh, Ardle Sheriff, and sign up or give us a call at the Ardle County Sheriff's Office, 704-878, rather. Thirty-one eighty. Too many numbers. Bill's had a mess with numbers. He lost it's, his it's keys bad. in Washington. I think I Bill's done a good job. Thank you, we Sheriff had a great, Page. We had a great time working together. We yes, sure sir. did, sir. And it I, was a pleasure. I appreciate hey, we're gonna bring, hey, listen, I appreciate you, Mark Lambs. I hope to get Mark and uh, both Marks from Arizona. We're going to have them on and something. Good luck, Sam. I think you'll do great. Thank and, you for uh, having us up there. And it's, a, it's an honor to work with you and Bill and your, and your team. And uh, like I said, it's, uh, I appreciate the opportunity you to come and speak You should have prepared a me a little bit better for this president job. Oh, you're doing a wonderful job. We'll see you next week. The new 1059 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.